0: Welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hawkeye Psychic Podcasts, and very excited to have uh, Danny O'Brien and Simon Stokes with me to talk all about NFL, the playoffs, the playoffs, dear Mora, the playoffs, and uh, yeah, guys. Uh, how things? How are you keeping? Good, no, Matt, Good. Good, no. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Danny, Simon, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Social media plugs, all that good stuff. Uh, Danny, do you want to start first?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I host a show here in Limerick. Um, If you're looking for for me on Instagram, it's Danny Ed O'Brien and also the same on Twitter. And I generally will chat about all things to do either between digital marketing or anything to do with sport on the planet. And I definitely mean by that I could be chatting about the NFL or about Ireland beating the West Indies in cricket. So it tends to veer from one extreme to the other.
2: Very good, and Simon. Uh, not really on the Instagram handles and things like that. But um, Simon Stokes. Um, I'm a coordinator native from Tullamore. Uh, I suppose I've been following the NFL for the best part of the last decade, Um probably a bit of college football as well for the last seven or eight years. Um, so yeah, I would be very interested in the NFL at this stage, of the year with the playoffs. But I keep an eye the whole time. I'm a Jets supporter as well, so don't hold that against me.
0: Or your sins. <laughs> <laughs> And and Danny, just to let everyone know, you're an avid, passionate Pittsburgh Steelers fan.
1: Yeah, I forgot to mention I'm actually wearing the t- I'm wearing um t- hopefully Defensive Player of the Year top here with T with TJ Watts, so if he gets it great. Um and it'll probably be the last time I wear this top until September, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'll just introduce myself, Hawkeye Psychic, aka Mark Kennedy, based up in Galway these days, Limerick, born and raised, uh my love, I suppose, for NFL started when probably in the 80s 90s but I moved to Boston in 2001 and you guessed it knowing the Patriots the tuck rule Tom Brady Oakland Raiders kind of that was starting my love affair with the Patriots and uh probably we'll skirt through them fairly quickly after that Buffalo Bills massacre really but that's where I'm coming from here so uh yeah all good so um maybe we can go swiftly on uh, reviewing last weekend's uh, playoffs guys um what was your general thoughts maybe we'll start with Simon first
2: uh yeah, there was you know, there was really only one or two close games last weekend. Um I often think of the wild card weekend and I suppose they call it the super wild card weekend no, you know, you can often get mismatches, teams that just barely crawled into the playoffs, get in trouble very, very quickly. Um I suppose the close games this weekend, Cincy and and um and the Raiders was a great game. Um only one score on the end of it. Realistically, probably came down to a bad referee call. Um and a Even worse, Oak or um, Vegas secondary. But um, I suppose it kind of, you know, it broke a duck for for Cincinnati. It's been 31 years since they had a win in the playoffs. Um, With Joe Burrow in place, it's not going to be that long again before they're going to get a win. Um, He looks an outstanding prospect. You know, he's a winner since he was in college. Um, and you can see he's going to attract really, really strong players to that, you know, in free agency and so on going into the future. Like, if since he can find a way to keep him protected and, and steady up that offensive uh, that offensive line, he's going to be a, a top five, top, definitely top 10 quarterback, probably for the best part of the next 10 years. Um, he looks uh, he has every attribute you'd want in a leader, really. Um, so other than that, like realistically, um, Las Vegas. Probably a bonus for them. They got off to a great start this year. Um, Did did they win? You'd know, Danny, did they win the first three or four games in the trot? And then they had this desperate spell in the middle of the year. Um, And and then
1: they got off to a good start, then things kind of struggled, then there was the John Gruden thing, then there was, like, if you were to go through a list of what's gone wrong for the Raiders this year, it's a miracle they've made the playoffs, and then it kind of all came down to that absolutely insane game against the Chargers, where had both teams played as they were, and if it had gone for a tie, that they would have knocked the Steelers out, but then the Chargers did call the timeout for reasons that nobody still Understands why, um, yeah. You no, know, like the the Raiders, they started off well, then they dipped. Then the Raiders are kind of, they're almost like the Raiders from the point of view of they've, they've never, they haven't really gone down too bad, or they've never really improved in the time like Gruden was involved with them. They were just kind of steady in the middle and this season kind of for them to have made the playoffs would was an achievement in and of itself but yeah what you mentioned as well with um burrow and with the Bengals, like like i would nearly have him down as um given the injury he had last year i'd nearly have him as a rookie of the year just from that point of view because my god you wouldn't look at him and think he's a second year Well, you could it's technically a second year quarterback but he just he has it he just has the poise the calmness and like one thing i really think was well with the bengal's their drafting of jamar chase it really does show that that lsu team that won the national them. championship when you include justin jefferson on top of it they're going to go down as possible, as one of the all-time great college teams too because mm-hmm. burrow and chase my god chase has just come along and he's lived up to the his name lives up to the wide I mean, receiver you can, role
2: you can even see with with, um, with their relationship like, they're, they're, they're two fellas that have been throwing and catching for years together. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there was a back shoulder throw last weekend. And, like, this isn't stuff that's just learned in the space of, you know, a couple of months on the training field. These are fellas that are unbelievably comfortable with each other. Um, and, and, you know, Chase, I know he was giving out from pre-season about not being able to see the ball properly or that there had been a big difference between the ball in, in college and the NFL ball. Um, but he seems to fairly copped onto himself fairly quickly anyway. You oh, know, understand. he's had a season.
1: It's almost like if Burrow's throwing the ball, there's a very good chance that Chase is... And like he'll probably win as well Offensive Rookie of the Year and probably Rookie of the Year too because his stats are just... They're up there with the best wide receivers in their first year. I think he's up with he's up with Randy Moss like he's at that level and this is just after one year of it as well like the Bengals yeah. and for them to have broken that duck too like that they're in they're in but like absolutely nobody expected they have been the surprise team of the year and like when you look at what Burrow has done he probably will be up as a nominee for MVP this year and is and speaking as a Steelers fan we have to look forward to look to facing this guy probably for the next decade because the Bengals looked like they could be building something really good because on the defensive side too that was an important thing as as well and with the Raiders there's going to be a lot of questions around the Raiders as well and in terms of and I've said it nearly every every, the last two or three years when it comes to Derek Carr quarterback and each year I've said this is a big year for him and I can again this could be another big year for him too in terms of will the Raiders continue on with it like he's he's record overall for the hype that there has been around him it's not very good and kind of will they look at it could There's going to be not only the Raiders, a lot of the teams who even got kicked out of the playoffs this weekend. Quarterback is going to be very, very interesting to look at this offseason between players who could be traded, players who and just teams looking for them. The Steelers will be looking for somebody. There's going to be talk even around the Eagles. And I know you mentioned as well this weekend, it was kind of two out of six games being close, but the others were utter blowouts. And of course, mentioned there with the Patriots. Damn, did the Bills make up for decades of being stamped by the oh. by Belichick. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: all, yeah. That was just a complete demolition job. And I, you know, everyone's been raving about Josh Allen, and rightly so. I mean, the, stats, the statistics were just incredible. 21 out of 25 completions for 308 yards, five touchdowns. But I thought the offensive line for Buffalo Bills just completely and utterly dominated that game. Again.
2: They started running the ball, Mark. You know, Buffalo hadn't been running the ball effectively at all this yeah. year. You know, their their run game is Josh Allen for the whole year. They started running the ball last weekend and it opened up lanes. It opened up opportunities on the outside um like the bills the bills look nearly they're nearly getting into a favorite position after this weekend. There's some game lined up this weekend against Kansas for them. Just oh, um, a back and your point there, Danny about um, Derek Carr, if he became available for Pittsburgh, would you take him? No he <laughs> <You're> used <laughs> to play. I think you're right. I take him tomorrow. I think I think that man is overly criticized in all aspects of media. I think he's shown the attributes of being a being a solid leader. He's shown that he can deal with adversity. Like how many quarterbacks would have been able to deal with mm. the we went done there and take a team to the to the playoffs this year, like the Gruden miss, the Rugs miss, um the Arnett miss, and to still go away and, and, and group that, that uh that team together and get to the playoffs with you know fairly unfashionable um Unfashionable receivers on the outside. Um, do you think they'll hold on to the head coach in in Vegas?
1: Um, there's at the moment, there's not like even I saw a photo there or there was even posted today. Like they showed him he was doing the coach was actually sending on like individual handwritten letters to all the players, just thanking them. Like he's he's after doing a pretty good kind of dress rehearsal for it. Like if they were to go with him, there wouldn't be too many who would be surprised with it. Um but yeah I mean if he does get the role I mean it does build on that foundation And like the, for the Raiders like they said Well things couldn't have gone much worse this year In terms of off the field So if they can keep that some way consistent Then it can really improve them From that standpoint that I heard something was nuts just going back to the Bills Patriots game I think it was a, it was highlighted the temperature In the game was the same temperature As it is six feet underground So the jokes have kind of they literally buried the Patriots <laughs> Like it's, I mean it's the run game yeah. Like you mentioned the Bills run game went the Patriots run game didn't Nothing went right for the Patriots And they just could not stop Josh Allen on that on, on the offensive side They were It was like the Pat- the Bills Patriots game The Bucks Eagles game The Chiefs Steelers game Hell you could even say the Rams Cardinals There was just one team who steamrolled the other and it mm-hmm. Since they've expanded it to seven teams from each conference This weekend was not the best argument for it Because God the Eagles and the Steelers Did not put up much of an argument for Yeah we deserve to be in these playoffs Because they sure as hell didn't given what happened at the weekend.
2: I know. Um, no, do you know, the thing with New England, like New England, I do know, I was texting you last week, Mark, and do uh, you know, I gave New England the chance, like the, even Vegas put New England down as, you uh, know, they were only three and a half underdogs, or three and a half point underdogs, like there wasn't that much really in it, but I think, let's say for New England to win last Saturday night, they needed to one run the ball, but they needed to, um, to keep the scoring low. And, um, and, like, the very minute that they went down by two touchdowns, all of a sudden they had to get Mac Jones throwing the ball. That's going to lead to disaster. I think Mac Jones had a really, he had a solid year, but, like, I think he was protected big time in, in the way that they they um, set out for games. Like, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the three quarterbacks drafted in the first round last year, the three first quarterbacks. Sorry, well, we can't really count Trey because he didn't really see the field. But, um, you know, Zach Wilson at the Jets, fair enough. He, he like he did only four or five wins, but like he didn't have a disastrous year, and it's showed enough to me that there's some bit of hope for next year. Trevor Lawrence obviously was in a complete uh, you dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> think of a worse situation. But like out of out of those quarterbacks, Mac Jones landed in New England with a settled head coach, a settled offensive coordinator, and scheme. And um, you know, I think this year. Like, if I was a New England Patriots fan, I'd have some hope going forward with Mac Jones. But the only thing I would say is, fair enough, he had some experience of winning big games. I don't think he he really learned how to lose a game this year, if if you know what I mean. Like, you know, he didn't get the they didn't put him in an opportunity that he was tested. Um, They didn't give, it like, you know, the typical example is the night they played the Bills and they let him throw the ball three times. And, like, even at that, I'd say if they could, they would have made him maybe throw twice. Like, you know, they ran and ran and ran. Um, Like, you'd wonder, you'd wonder, could Mac Jones... I'd be worried, like, coming out of college, one of his the slights on him was that, you know, he wasn't very mobile outside the pocket. I'd wonder, going forward, is he going to be found out, you know? And, like, there's, New England, like, there's a lot of pay, players to be paid in New England this this, this off-season. I don't know what kind of team they're yeah, going to have. In it's here. going to be an absolute
0: key kind of end of season here, the decisions, personnel-wise... Uh, WBC, which would be the local CBS Boston channel, they did not mince their words one bit post game. Really felt it was an end of an, er- an era for the franchise in terms of the complete rebuild job that was needed offensively, particularly for Mac Jones. <laughs> and as Danny is kind of hoping there in the background. Um, uh, to be fair, offensive li- uh, offensive targets wise for Mac Jones, I think it has been very short supply. Um, but also, I-, I was very surprised in terms of defensive defensive line, you know, not getting any pressure on Josh Allen throughout yeah. that game. But it, it kind of emanated. The last four weeks has been really kind of haphazard stuff from mm-hmm. the past. You take the Jacksonville that Jaguars, you know, trouncing. Lost to Indy, and then the Miami Dolphins game, which uh, to me, Simon, we were talking about this I was very concerned going into Buffalo Bills, just given just a lack of performance, and then Mac Jones, the rookie wall, had hit, like, there was, uh, you know, screenplays that he wasn't executing and kind of like, just before a playoff, it was, the the confidence going into the game, I think, was pretty low, I think, in the Patriots, and that first drive from Josh Allen, I think, was just, that set the tone, and then Mac Jones, as well, and Mac Jones, in fairness to him, It was a great ball, intercept. It was a great intercept, I thought that was a bit of a turning point as well, might have kind of changed the fundamentals of the game, but it gave the home crowd an absolute boost in Buffalo never looked back, and Offensive line wise, if Buffalo can keep
2: going the way they're going and protecting Josh Allen, if they can stay healthy, Buffalo have every chance. Do you know Mark? There last week, up this was up to maybe Thursday or Friday. There was tickets available for that Bills game at forty dollars, um, and because no one wanted to go from that cold, um, like it was literally, I'd say it was just like unbelievably cold um oh, I off topic. Sort
1: of- when you mentioned the temperature there there was an ice hockey game and this and I just said, briefly off topic game in minnesota on new year's day and it set the record for the coldest game it was minus 25 um so you mentioned cold in buffalo in minnesota like there was people like <laughs> there, there was nearly too icy for this anyway but um yeah no cold weather and it all the, the patriots needed the wind on top of it too and like even mark when you mentioned there about t- say end of season momentum it's why even with the 49ers and the Cowboys why it was why a lot of people were looking at that and being like the Niners had a good chance going into it because they had built up end of season momentum and I don't know about the rest of you but I just even the uniforms seeing the Cowboys against the 49ers there's just something about those two teams playing um, facing off against each other where it's just like like it was the game of the weekend just in terms of the drama involved with it and just kind of mm-hmm. just everything in and around the game the history the heritage and like I said the uniform forms were
0: perfect. <laughs> Troy Aikman didn't want to be in Tampa Bay for start anyway. his mind was was well off at uh, half time <laughs> anyway. So but uh, yeah um, it, was, it was an incredible game though isn't it?
2: Mm. It was an incredible game. Do you know I there was a lot of talk about Dallas and the build up from it. And do you know I was looking through their um their season um so they, let's say however many I had they had ten or eleven wins but they had they had played um seven um uh, playoff teams throughout the season and they had a three and four record um against those, but two of those three wins were against Philly and Philly aren't just sugar like so they basically beat one playoff team in the season. Um I I I thought Dallas were being totally hyped up. They had you know as well as that, um they missed like they have a very good wide receiver group, but they were missing Michael uh, Gallup for most for the last couple of weeks anyway. And I think Gallup is a fantastic receiver. He's another fellow that's going to be going out there in free agency this year, and he's a fellow that someone like New England are going to target. Um, like he's did he do the cruises or something there a few weeks ago? Um, but like San Fran are building this sharp pass, you know, give the ball to Debo Samuel offense. Um. Like there, I don't know if Jimmy Grapplow's injury that he got towards the end of the game the last day. I hope it doesn't have that much of an effect in their game against Green Bay because like his play, if you look at the stats before and after the injury last weekend, his play literally fell off a cliff. Um, after that injury, um, like his his completion percentage hit the ground. Like you'd wonder, you'd wonder if there's a question mark. There's already a question mark over his tom injury you'd wonder with these things and, with a, and then with the possibility that Boza and Warner, Warner like Boza's is concussed. I don't know what the story is with Warner. If the two of them are missing um, from the defensive side of things, uh, I'd be smart, but worried for San Francisco this weekend, to be honest. Um, like, it was a great game last weekend, but I just, Green Bay, I think, are a different story. Cold weather up there. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of warm weather teams left in the playoffs here. There's none of them going to be used to, like, Tampa Bay heading up to, there's a possibility of a, uh, a championship game up in Green Bay, I'd know they fancy that. I did yeah, like no, that run
0: the,
1: game like, though. yeah. Oh, sorry, Mark, I gonna say.
0: Yeah, no, I did like San Francisco run game as well. You know, playoffs, you really do need a great run game. Kill down that clock, and in fairness, Samuel Mitchell contributed for 168 yards. They really did set the tone for the first three quarters. Really, didn't give Dallas a sniffery, really, but I think that fourth quarter really, I think Dallas did really come into it um, quite a bit, and I think Jimmy as well. Um, Jimmy was in New England you know there was that kind of war you know in terms of the quarterback position back a few years ago and the decision was to basically trade uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to San Fran and decent quarterback solid quarterback as you say yourself Simon you know the the intercept as well kind of gave Dallas the lifeline it was a really poor poor play really um, so yeah Danny as you were kind of saying there yeah, no, it's like
1: they I mean the Niners three good quarters, and then that last one it was kind of they nearly did a terrific choke job on it. But like the Cowboys as well did like their their discipline I mean, even I look if you look back at the highlights, nearly half the highlights are flags being thrown on the field from the Cowboys and some of the fel- of some of the, the um the penalties they gave away as well were just unforgivable. And like even what we were chatting beforehand, like is Mike McCarthy the right coach to have? I mean, a lot of a lot of op- 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 opposition fans will be like here sign him on, let him let him stay. There, let him do a Jason mm. Garrett on it because the years Garrett was there. And like you get the feeling with the Cowboys, it is the head coach who's holding them back. If they do, if they, like if they were to bring in someone who could, like even the, the, the behind-the-scenes documentaries, you see, he doesn't come across as the most inspiring of coaches. Like he just it's he's it's an odd dynamic, too. Like I think with the Cowboys, as long as he's in his head coach there. Yeah, they're they're going to continue losing. Say they're going to continue say going out in the first or the second weekend of the playoffs too. And like you mentioned as well, about the the Niners going to Green Bay. Yeah, I think with Green Bay and just getting with, with, with them, it's they're allergic to the NFC Championship game. Like this, it is this year's so This year or bl- bust for them, just from all, all the narrative that there is in around it. Although with Tampa Bay going up there, I mean the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay going up against the Rams this weekend, like the rams Bucks game and the the Bills Chiefs game, those two games, either either conference, those are just oh god, can't wait for them. Um
2: I th- I, just a Mike McCarthy, Danny. I I that's a, that that do you remember that championship game that they made a mess against Seattle? It was about twenty fourteen or fifteen. Do you remember they, the one where were they up were they up sixteen yeah, or seventeen points? And they, they, they came in back? and they blew the blew it away. <laughs> do you remember the, the the kicker or the holder threw a touchdown and this kind of crack? I think Mike McCarty is still suffering from post-traumatic stress from that. I Like the man, to me, it looks like he's lost his bottle altogether. I don't know, was it the season after that or the, or maybe two seasons after they were playing Seattle in just um, a regular season game? And I remember thinking at the time, I think it was Thursday night football. There was like 3.40 left on the clock and they had a 4th and shot, maybe a 4th and 2. And they punted it back. It made no sense. It literally, all all Russell Wilson had to do was get two first downs, and the game's over. Mm. He could he could ice it. I he strikes it, and even last weekend there was a couple of instances where he should have gone for some fourth down. The man has lost yeah. the battle, and if if you don't have like you can see all the teams that are are going well now. The likes of up with Buffalo, Sean McDermott will go for some fourth down if the opportunity is there um i think i think it actually builds into your team as well like your team know that you have confidence in them and confidence in what they can do if you're going to go for them fourth down like what's it saying to Dak prescott and the receivers like that they're paying like they're paying a mary cooper's a two twenty million a year mm. what's it saying it to them if they want chances in a fourth and two and a fourth and three in a, in, a, in a knockout game and happy to kick it back to a team that are up two scores It it just, it just didn't make sense the
1: nuts thing as well with the head coaching side, and it was I when I saw this, I was like, "What the hell?" Tom Brady is older than the every than the um the other NFC coaches. He's older than the Packers coach, the Rams coach. <laughs> he's older than, than and then and then the other coaches that are in there, and you're just realizing that's how long he's been around. And like if even like in the discussion with the Bucks stuff, the Eagles, no surprise there. The Bucks against the Rams, yeah. And, and like there's one other team kind of you're looking at what Kansas City did, and Kansas City they've and when you mentioned about momentum, slowly it you. Surely their season looked like it was going off the rails, but man, they've really put, turned things around. And you're looking at them and going, if Mahomes gets on a roll, like this Bills-Chiefs game, it's it, it's it's built up to be an absolute block um, barnstormer. I think, yeah, I think with Mahomes, the momentum they've built in particular, the Chiefs, it's going to take a serious, serious team to stop them from getting back to the Super Bowl. And that's
0: yeah. not just like to Cincinnati or the oh, no, like in Nashville, but that is just like big flashing lights written all over it, doesn't it? That could be your AFC Championship game right there. And mm. you, you would just wonder, you know, in terms of, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated with the Bills because the performance last weekend was really good. Uh, but as you say, Kansas, they had their little blip, but Mahomes has just been superb, Kelsey. The, the receiving corps, and defensively, they've really tightened up as well. Uh, to a certain extent, so I think that'd be a phenomenal game. But uh, a key question for me, and I have a few friends that are Philadelphia Eagle fans J- J- Jalen Hurts is he going to be the quarterback next year for Philadelphia after that horror show it, against uh, Tampa?
2: It's mental, Mark. Like, you know, Jalen Hurts is a guy that uh, you know he was pulled off at half time in, um, in a, a national championship game in college with Alabama where they don't 13 in and Sabin pulled him off and brought in to it and they won it after like Hertz got the humped in and went off to Oklahoma to finish off his college career but like I I just like as I said I watched with the college football coming out like I I know now the bit or the, um, the Eagles didn't waste a first round pick in him but like realistically the man can't throw the ball Um, you can have these gimmicky quarterbacks that are going to run it and like it may be a pocket passer a, a, a proper pocket passer isn't the way to go either but, like, when you're looking at Jalen Hurts there, that man is missed throw after throw last weekend. Like, yeah. the Philadelphia have three picks in the first round next year. They have every opportunity to to rebuild and get things going. Like, they got a great wide receiver last year who they pretty much didn't throw the ball to last weekend. Um, what I'd be, like, I, I think you could give the Philadelphia Eagles the 32 picks in the first round next year, never mind three. But if they're going to continue with Jalen Hurts as quarterback, they might as well forget about it. Uh, the man is... Mm. The man, I wouldn't even say he's a, he's a competent uh, lad to hold the pin or a clipboard on the side. And the man is, he's not, he's not up to
1: it. Yeah, it's the biggest question with the Eagles. And even like, it just, it, it goes back to the fact as well, the Eagles getting into the playoffs when you look at the teams they bet and also given the division that they're in as well, that that was going to help. Similarly, kind of with the Steelers and kind of, should they have gotten into the playoffs? No. And it just kind of show I know you were mentioning About say quarterbacks Who can move out of the pocket <laughs> The Steelers are basically Playing with a statue And are like Even at the start of the year I remember doing a preview And saying Steelers are going to struggle Because we have a quarterback Who can't move And an offensive line Who can't help him And it got proven Like our our strategy Was simply Right lads Let's get TJ Watts To turn the ball over And get a few touchdowns for us Because that's it, That's been the way The Steelers have been For the last two or three years And if God You could even go back To say even Um, Big Ben and his prime still at the same time there like he was doing good plays but it was still a case of the Steelers defense was what they fell back on and yeah if I'm like the the extra team in the playoffs in really hasn't helped from that point of view because like the Steelers and the Eagles didn't really put up a big argument for that and yeah even when you mentioned they're kind of in terms of the Eagles the Steelers the Raiders they have all serious questions to answer as well in the offseason and a lot of it revolves around Say in particular, say quarterback, who's going to be there and who's going to, are they going to stick? I think was it they said Mason Rudolph could be Steelers quarterback next year. That's the case, like the best way I can describe the Steelers offense. They make a field that's 100 yards look like it's 120 yards because our offense is that bad. So, like, you're looking at the Steelers, it's a big off-season for them. Like, will they stick or will they go after, like, Rodgers, is he going to be leaving Russell Wilson? Like, are they going to go after a quarterback who's going to be in the market there just to kind of get a quick turnaround um, because the current quarterbacks they have there at the moment are... I I don't want to look forward to another season of watching a Steelers team where, kind of, even if you're watching red zone, the only reason it's going to the Steelers is because they've intercepted the ball because the offense ain't doing anything.
2: They're... um... Do you know, the thing about the Steelers, I suppose, like, they, they, Najee Harris had a great year. Um, Brilliant year. But, yeah. but, like, I'd wonder, I'd wonder in a few years' time when they look back on the last couple of years of Big Ben's uh, career, will they say to themselves that they should have invested a bit more money in an offensive line, that Big Ben didn't have to, like, uh, you'd know more about this to me, Danny, but, like, I saw their one game, they were saying over oh, the last, is a two or three seasons, he's had the quickest release of any one of the quarterbacks. Do you know, like, he has literally about a second and a half to get that ball out before before you know there's um there's trouble. Um to me like uh, they've wasted a the golden opportunity because like they like they invested they showed that they didn't mind trading first round picks a few years ago when they picked mm. up me Fitzpatrick um which made it probably made sense at the time because they were having a really good season the year that they picked him up mid season. Um I'd I'd wonder like I is Tomlin fifteen years in the track getting to the playoffs after the start of his career, which is amazing going but like I wonder like unless they go out and try and pick someone up um but who's going to be available um Mm. like Russell Wilson goes where he wants to go I I I think there's a lot of talk about Russell Wilson ending up with Denver and Denver another team that are pretty much they're after building something there that's a win no situation Denver is they
1: have every position sorted except quarterback it's just the one position it's a very important position
2: (laughs) Like you know, Russell Wilson gives out that he's not left to throw the ball up in Seattle or you know, and he had his bit of a tiff in the middle of the year last year that he wasn't left been left to throw the ball. Like he'll get plenty of opportunities to throw the ball below in um, in Denver. Like the young qua or the young running back they have will be their RB one next year. I think Melvin Garden is hitting free agency this year. Um so that the the, the lad that they had there last year, um, backing him up will be their RB one next year. But he showed a lot of um, a lot of um, I suppose process or um there's a lot of chance that yeah. he's going to do business next year. Um like I, I, I honestly think they're going to uh, Green Bay are going to extend Aaron Rodgers. I know they had their thing last year, but like I, I'd say Aaron Rodgers is in the best place he's been in a long time with Green Bay at the minute. Jordan Love is looks exposed. Um I, I don't I don't think Jordan Love is a is an NFL quarterback. Um I don't know, do you watch um Pat McAfee there on a Tuesday? Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah, Aaron Rodgers does an interview there if you choose to with him. But he just—he's an interesting enough kind of a guy. But he, um, like they went out, they brought in Randall Cobb, who he describes as his best friend in football. They brought him back. Um, he's great friends with this guy David Backdari, who should be back in the offensive line this week. He's been out all season. Like Green Bay, Green Bay are a team that are getting healthy at the right times. You know, they're starting centers back this week as well. Like, uh, do you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's now or never for the Packers if they are. Yeah, 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 all the pieces are kind of like you said, the players returning. I know it's interesting even with the Titans when you mentioned players returning, there could be a certain King Henry who might be returning for them as well. And like we mentioned, the importance of a rush of your run in in the playoffs as well, if they can get him back in fit. Like you, when you're looking at the, the 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 conference games, like if I had to call it, I just I, I can never go against like uh, how many times can you go against Tom Brady and not be like uh, yeah I think Bucks Packers I just it's Tom Brady and I know they're missing players but yeah, I mean how often have uh, people said yeah he's not going to make it and he does like, I think Bucks Packers in the NFC AFC yeah, yeah I think Titans Chiefs um that that that's going to be there and I really like I really wouldn't be surprised if it's I said Bucks Chiefs at the start of the season I'm just going to stick with it because. How many times we have people said Tom Brady is done, and he near he's he's still like when you consider his age, he's older than some of the coaches. He's he's on co- he had his best season ever passing. He's going to be in the in the in the calling for MVP. Like he always just seems to know what to do at the crucial time. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it is a Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl.
2: Hmm. Um, no, I'd say. Like if, to be honest, uh, the one thing that worries me now about Tampa Bay, like they've obviously lost a very good wide receiver, or two very good wide receivers in Godwin and Brown, um, whatever Brown got into his head <laughs> you'd, <laughs> you'd,
1: you'd
2: you'd wonder if if the loss of worfs on the offensive line is going to cause some hassle next weekend. Like when he went off the last day, their game plan had to change because Brady had to get that ball out reasonably quickly, um like and the guy that came in for him seemed to have to go off injured shortly after that as well like they, that, that that's a very important position especially when you have a man uh went into his 40s playing quarterback you need to protect him. um i I'd, I'd wonder i I'd I have a question mark over Tampa Bay this weekend um like that Rams offense like in fairness they want to run the ball Oh, yeah.
1: And the, like the Rams, if you ha- if they had chips on the table, they are all in on it, and they have yeah, been. This, yeah. their, their approach to using like they're a great example of how to use your draft in a totally different way to everybody else in order just to to yeah to to load up on what you're going to do now. Like the Rams, uh, I mean, you look at their team; they are stacked. They sh- they they are rightfully where they are now. You look at the players they have, say, I mean, even Aaron Donald. I mean, my God, as a, like, he's once in a generation. The one area I'd have concern with them is just kind of with Stafford, a quarterback, and he finally won a playoff game. And now it's just going to be like when the pressure really comes on him, is he going to be able to get them over the line and to justify the, the amount of capital that they did put in for him? I mean, the Rams should be... Definitely getting into the the championship game, but just with the Buccaneers, and it's just again, it just goes back to the Tom Brady factor. How how often can you can, can you go against somebody who has his record, who is the greatest quarterback and one of the greatest players that there's ever been, and he just knows how to do it at the crucial stage, like last year when they went to the Green Bay. Again, the issue or the questions there was over him again. Uh, there's no chance he can do it, and he did, and it's just, I mean, you you better you you go against Brady, it's your you go against him at your, it's your at your peril as well, so. I'm i'm just going to stick with the box there for that because of what brady can do
0: yeah just you know coming down to the crunch you know two minute warning <laughs> no better guy to uh, i'm sorry sorry for bringing it up simon you know Tampa Bay and the jets you know there uh, in the last weekend of regular season you know
2: Obviously, well, I, think not, I, I won't lie to you. I, I i think that was a prime example of a team that didn't mind losing um i i think i think robert salah has something going on with the jets this year um they've they've drafted i think reasonably well the last couple of years um the last two years they've gotten big units into the offensive line um i, I suppose you can't really say that, you know, that that's like the jets could go they have two first round picks they have two picks in the top ten and could they go away and look at draft or look at trading for a for a veteran quarterback back to back him up but i've been inclined to give him another year like i as i said i've been following the jets for the last 10 years um i i, I like I'll be honest with you, I've seen the Jets make a mess of a right couple of quarterbacks. I don't mind I don't mind if another one is thrown on the heap. Um like the thing, but I I'm I'm positive. I think Salah he's uh, he seems to have good fellas around him. He has um the floor's brother, the lad, the head coach up in uh, Green Bay, his brother's defensive coordinator. Um I'd be hopeful they had um they a first team all pro this year for, for the first time in a long time. No, he was the punt returner, but um, <laughs> But um, what to call it? I'd um, I I'd be hopeful that yes, um, yeah. I'd be hopeful that the that the Jets could improve. Um, like part of me kind of thinks that the Jets mm. might be so they might be next year Cincinnati. They might come on and maybe win eight nine games next year. But then again, looks uh, they will leave me down somehow. I uh, I remember a few years I went to the Jets game in MetLife a few years ago, and it was you won't remember this now, but they were playing the Bills. The Bills had Kyle Arton as uh, as quarterback which that is not a great thing to, uh, a great uh, post but um, the, the Jets got hammered anyway but Geno Smith threw I think he threw three interceptions in the first quarter and they had to bench him and um, like uh, it, Nutin, the Jets can't disappoint me anymore so they, like nothing surprises me with them really true point
0: um, so Danny we kind of got your predictions there anyway but uh, Simon what do you think uh, the, the game is going uh, this weekend um shock there, I suppose is there anything there that you could pop up and say there may be kind of a, a road trip win here for anyone? You
2: know, it's funny Mark I, I, I think there's like there's four good games this weekend I, I'd honestly think that it wouldn't be a bad uh, prediction to say two of the four road teams might win like mm-hmm. you just look at it there like you know the Bengals and the Titans like look the Titans look they won the or they were top seed in the AFC Bengals so are now, coming yeah the fingers are but they're playing in a bad division they won their six games in their division so that's a deadly start um and then you know like they played kansas when kansas were stinking uh like you know did they beat kansas 23-3 it was a rubbish game you know it was when kansas couldn't get any kind of a ball gone that's seven wins and she had to pick up another few um like they lost to new england um saying that they were losing to new england and they didn't have derek Kindred. um so like you know but it wouldn't be a surprise if the fingers um, the Rams and the Bucks, I, I I know what you're saying about Matt um, Stafford, Danny, but like, I like him. Um, I think you know, I think he was obviously playing for a brutal team in Detroit, and it didn't you know the movement with head coaches and that didn't help him. But like, you know, I think he's tough. Um, and like he seems to have brought like Odell Beckham had to touchdown scored all year with Cleveland. Has he six or seven got no? With, with, mm. with the Rams, you know, he's a decent backup quarterback for them as well. After last week. Um,
0: the oh, Spag play, yeah, that
2: was, uh, was a great play. 40, 40 years, um, but do you know if I if I was to pick two uh, kind of upsets, maybe this weekend, I think the Rams have a chance against the Bucs and I give the Bills a live chance against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are patchy. Um, do you know? Let's say fair enough, they're putting up points last week, but do you know? I I, I think they're patchy. And the Bills, even though I I in New England last week, I've kind of been changed. The Bills can run the ball in in Kansas. I give them a great chance. I think the Packers, I, I, I just think the Packers are going to have too much for the 49ers. Um, and yeah, I'd say I'd, if I was going for four this weekend, I'd say Packers, uh, Packers and Titans. And for, uh, I'd take the Outsiders and the Rams and the Bills just for a laugh.
0: Yeah. Danny, do you want to chime in there? Um, any other predictions there?
1: Um, Yeah, no, like the the Bengals-Titans, it'll be interesting, kind of does the week off, is it actually a benefit for them or will it not be? Because like the Bengals are building serious momentum. So like in terms of the road, if there is to be road wins, yeah, I think the Bengals-Titans, Rams-Bucks, yeah, just I think with the Chiefs, their, their defense, they have turned it around Their offense, if that clicks as well I mean, that Bills-Chiefs game I mean, that just in and of itself will be work But yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with the preseason prediction I'm <laughs> just going to, yeah, just kind of Yeah, I think just but, but the Bucks-Chiefs I wouldn't be surprised if that is a Super Bowl that we get um, Packers to beat Niners Bengals-Titans uh, Yeah, I think the, if there is to be a road win It will be the Bengals who will get the road win When they're win their Bills-Chiefs I just think that, yeah, with the game on, on the road as well For the Bills, that might
0: just be too much for them yeah, exactly. I think I concur there. The only one I could see probably a road trip win would be the Bengals because Titans, I think, are a vulnerable top seed. Um, Just kind of watching them against New England pa- Patriots a few weeks ago, New England did smash them up both sides of the ball. And I think Derek Henry's big, big asset there, whether he's fit or not, is a big, big question mark for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike Frabel from the New England days, you know, the Cardinals head coach. You know he'll have the Titans well prepared, but at that week layoff as well, I'm just wondering if there's going to be a few cohesion issues here a little bit for the, for the teams that are coming into the big dance now. And I think the Bengals really did. There was aspects of the play I think they can certainly improve on, but I was very impressed by Burroughs and um, you know Lamar Chase as well, just an incredible. And if they could get uh, an early an early score or an early lead here, it'd be interesting with the Titans because yeah, even though the Titans had a very lengthy. Playoff series. I'm just not convinced about them in, uh, as a top seed here, so I'll probably go Bengals there, but yeah, I think the other ones, I think the Bills Chiefs is probably one of the stand-up games. Uh, you know, could go anywhere, and I hope for the Bills to have to deliver something, because that, that city, they've oh, Lost The ESPN documentary on the just, You know, literally, Super Bowl after Super Bowl, 70s, 80s, 90s, they could conceivably have had a few Super Bowl rings. Yeah, and they've lost games in just atrocious manner, so... If there was a sympathetic story for me as a New England Patriots fan, probably the Bills. But, you know, you know, this is now where the cream comes to the top and mm-hmm. no better team to be facing than the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium to really test your credentials. But yeah, I think the Bengals for me would be the only home uh way to win, hopefully. Uh but yeah. All good. Guys, just been pretty entertaining. and uh, yeah, maybe we'll do this next week just to review uh the the fixtures again, see how good we were in the predictions and kinda of look forward to DFC AFC and NFC Championship games. Okay, guys. Th- thanks for your time anyway. And I hope, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked what you heard in this podcast, why not subscribe to the Hawkeye Psychic podcast on either Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, or Twitter platforms. You can also follow me at Hawkeye Psychic on Facebook and Twitter for the latest sporting opinions, articles and reports.